What's going on everybody, it's your boy A-Double, aka the Lieutenant of BOMB Global. Just wanted to remind y'all, December 16th, BOMB Global presents The Mission Volume 1 featuring Jordan Barber, Saranda Lee, Strap, Cold Case, and it's produced by my man, The General, Prime the Ruler. You can find that on Google Play, Amazon Music, iTunes, and Spotify. Again, December 16th, BOMB Global, The Mission Volume 1. You can find it on Google Play, Amazon Music, iTunes, and Spotify. Stop playing with yourself and support some quality artists and quality music. Much love. Mic check, mic check. Where the f*** is my check? You're now tuned in to Do-Rags and Boat Shoes. get this turned down what's going on everybody it's your boy a double and you're now tuned into another episode of do rags and boat shoes uh shout out to everybody who listened to last week's episode uh had a lot of good jewels in there big shiny ones uh you know giving them to you for free 99 uh you know make sure you always you know uh review it on uh you know itunes whether you hate it or love it if you hate it i don't know why you're still listening to it but it means you're just a secret fan but uh you know make sure you rate it on itunes uh put a review up there uh listen to it on stitcher soundcloud um and yeah and itunes also duh but uh yeah shout out to everybody who's listening whether good bad right or wrong left right up down inside out um yeah so you just much love and respect to y'all you know i'm getting more plays on soundcloud so i appreciate that uh looks like we creeping up you know just from the total listens from uh soundcloud stitcher and itunes you know i'm creeping up uh, on that 350 mark of listeners so shout out to everybody who listens and uh you know i appreciate y'all appreciating me being consistent uh that's one thing that I've, I've really been that was my uh goal for the uh, new year is to be more consistent in the podcast you know there's been a couple times where you know i you know uh, do a show wait a couple weeks uh, and then do another one and do one then do uh then wait another couple weeks and it just needs to be consistent it's all about discipline and i think i've been pretty consistent this year and uh yeah i just you know i love my listeners and uh, i love y'all uh, listening to me rant you know it's somewhat therapeutic but uh let's go ahead and get started on that good old summer jam screen uh the first thing we're gonna put up there and i hope you guys seen this commercial for amazon go uh amazon is really they're they're hard in the paint right now you know uh what was it a couple years ago they released those buttons that you just push to uh get like a detergent and uh you know uh uh, paper towels and shit like that you know regular household items that you need you know on the regular 
you know, every few weeks, you know, you push the button and it automatically, you know, re-delivers. You just have to, you know, have it linked up to your Amazon account. And, you know, in a few days you got your, you know, your uh, eight pack of paper towels or your Tide or Gain, whatever detergent you like to use or fabric softener. And uh, now they got Amazon Go. So this is a supermarket that is opening up in uh, Seattle, Washington. I believe it's Seattle, Washington or somewhere up in Washington. I believe it's Seattle, the hipster capital of the world. Um, but yeah, it, they are really, they're hard in the paint. They're like Shaq back in the 2000 finals, just hard in the paint trying to get the I need $15 an hour crowd up out of a job uh it's it's basically a grocery store that you go in and you scan the qr code from the amazon app the amazon go app and you know it you know gives you the green light you put your phone in the back pocket or your pocket or your purse uh with the app still open and everything that you grab it adds to your uh your cart and it just checks you out as soon as you leave you know but if you put something back uh it'll basically um you know take it up out your cart it shows a woman grabbing a cupcake and then she puts it back and it takes it up out her uh virtual cart on her phone then she snatches it up again but my question is what happens when you you know put it back in the wrong spot you know niggas love doing that how many times you go to the supermarket and you see somebody done uh ate some hot chicken you know from the deli and then you know they didn't put the box you know in the cereal aisle next to the oatmeal or some shit like that or uh somebody then sat the grapes you know in the uh damn ice cream freezer or something like that so yeah so it, it's it's a very interesting concept uh man if amazon gets this rolling out all over the country uh some folks gonna be out of a job uh, specifically cashiers i know they're gonna need people you know stocking the shelves and shit like that but man the future is here i mean they're already uh gearing up to uh have deliveries via drones and uh it looks like that uh amazon will be skynet so this is how we uh end up in the terminator apocalypse if you are a fan of movies so make sure you go check out that commercial because it's, it's very wild you know uh, i get the feeling you know once they expand this uh they gonna need some security or something because you ain't got nobody manning them doors and the uh check-in process is pretty much you scanning uh you know your uh your phone code and then just walking on in i mean what's gonna stop somebody from just walking smooth the fuck in there and just or hopping the damn turnstile like they about to hop on the uh the j train or some shit like that and you know still in a whole bunch of little debbies or something like that but you know it's it's, it's great technology wise but you know i fear for uh you know people who are low-skilled workers and uh our young folks uh, but we'll just see what happens uh moving on uh so a brother in chicago i forgot to get his name uh he went to visit his son and he was mistakenly locked up for 32 hours and uh he was basically in a holding cell and they left him in there they thought the brother already visited his son and left they didn't do a properly do, do a proper uh uh, uh check out or whatever to see if he actually left and he was in that that holding cell for like 32 hours this man had to break a fire sprinkler to get attention which brought the fire department in and they uh you know the room started filling up with water and you know the fire department came in got him up out of there and they handcuffed the dude off rip he said he was handcuffed for like 45 minutes because they thought he was a suspect or he committed a crime or some shit like that and they fucked up the long way so this brother lawyered up ended up suing the county 
and got 600 racks. So I am not mad at that. I am not mad at that man. I mean, $600,000 for 32 hours into being handcuffed for 45 minutes. I think I could do that. I think I could do that very happily. So uh, shout out to that brother. Uh, go ahead and look that story up. Um, <clears throat> it was on uh, one of Chicago's local news uh, things. It was on the, the Yahoo homepage. And I think it's up on Worldstar also a few days ago back. Uh, we're going to stick with the theme of black folks and police on this episode. I mean, what else do we have to talk about? I mean, could we talk about the Trump presidency and Ben Carson being named uh, the head of uh, urban housing and development? Nope, because I don't give a fuck about that. Really don't. Uh, this man said that he wasn't qualified, but still he got a job in the cabinet. So what the fuck is going on? So let's move on to Garden City, New York. So the police gave a retired corrections officer named Ronald Lanier. He got his nigga wake up call. He was shopping in the store and he was grabbed by the back of his neck and got his ass whooped by cops for mistaken identity. And this man was on TV crying, talking about I'm one of y'all and all this other shit. Let me tell you something. That badge don't mean shit if you're black. I don't know why black folks don't understand this. And this was an older brother, too. So I guess he thought because he was a 20 year retired, uh, you know, did 20 years as a corrections officer. He thought that meant that he was behind the blue wall. You're only behind the blue wall if you're white, buddy. OK, uh, and I don't know why uh, black cops and, uh, you know, law enforcement alike don't understand that. But one of these days they will. He got his nigga wake up call. They snatched him up, beat the fuck out of him, threw him in the back of the cruiser because some guy, a robbery suspect, uh, ditched his car and ran into the store. And it was a case of mistaken identity, quote unquote. All niggas look alike. The reporter even said that the man was a lot heavier than uh, Mr. Lanier. So he was on TV crying and boohooing and talking about those days over of cops snatching folks up and things like that based off of skin color. And I am going to circle back as to why that is false. So we move on to the whole uh, Joe McKnight thing. Rest in peace, ex NFL star, uh, ex NFL uh, player Joe McKnight was killed by a man named Ronald Glasser um, in a road rage incident. Uh, people, witnesses said that they saw Ronald Glasser standing over the body after he uh, killed Joe McKnight, you know, yelling profanities and shit like that. And he was also had a similar incident uh, with a with an off duty cop, I believe, uh, 10 years ago. Another road rage accident incident. It wasn't an accident, but he didn't kill this man, that man back in uh, 2006. But the funny thing about it, the sheriff or the chief of police, I don't know who it was. He gets on TV coming out talking about uh, trolls. People were talking about that uh, some of the black elected officials supporting the uh, sheriff and the uh, chief of police were coons and all this other stuff. And so the chief of police didn't really or the sheriff. I don't know which one he was, but he didn't want to talk about you know matters of the case and why it took so long to arrest this man because they arrested him and let him go now they're charging him with manslaughter and this is tiptoeing along the lines of what happened with uh, george zimmerman you know it took so long but then public outrage got him arrested and then he was undercharged or whatever and uh, even though he stalked trayvon martin and killed him 
uh, you know, he was let go for staying your ground. And I think in uh, New Orleans, uh, down there where it happened, or Louisiana, uh, your car is considered your dwelling like a home. So it could be something similar to a stand your ground type deal. And uh, so the, the chief of police or the sheriff, whoever the fuck he was, he, w- he wanted to wag his fingers at the trolls and the black folks. You know, uh, for shitting on public officials, for standing with police and saying that they should let justice play out. And uh, then you had the Walter Scott mistrial. Um, There was one juror who uh, looked at that video and said, you know what? This I, I don't feel I don't feel safe. I don't feel right in my heart, in my Chris white Christian heart of hearts. I don't feel I don't feel like we should convict this cop, even though it's on video of him shooting Walter Scott in the back several times and then planting a gun by him to make it look like he reached for my taser or whatever. I think he threw his taser down there. Uh, You know, I don't feel comfortable doing this. I don't. I don't. So we're going to have a mistrial. And so the prosecution said that they will. try to re try to redo the case or whatever uh retry uh the guy uh slager i think that's his last name and uh you know there's a central theme here so you go back to uh ronald lanier thinking he could be protected behind the blue wall nope you're black uh joe mcknight being killed and ronald glasser being released and the chief of police or the sheriff coming out wagging his fingers at black folks who are being judgmental about black officials supporting the uh chief of police and uh you know the walter scott uh mistrial so there's a theme going on here and the theme is that black folks we really need to get our economic game in order we need to like i said so many times before have a system that rewards and punish those that hurt that try to harm us or help us that's what we need and we don't have that so we out here scattered like like a flock of sheep being chased by a wolf we're running in all different directions um we're not coming together like a fist uh, like a fist of justice and you know we're not supporting each other and so you're always thinking like why do you say a system of uh why do we need a system system that rewards and punish those well fucking duh pain and pleasure as we all know are the primary motivators uh, motivators of uh, all human action everything that we do is based off of pain and pleasure if you want to just break it down to the most basic ass terms that's what it is and uh we really we do need to create a system because you look at uh those instances uh if we had an economy uh we could have helped the brother uh uh the retired you know corrections officer ronald lanier we could have definitely helped him out as far as uh helping him out with a legal counsel getting somebody uh on his team and to sue the police union and to get those officers dealt with as opposed to him crying on tv and boo-hooing and wanting somebody to feel sympathy for him uh you know we could have basically uh punished that police union and that police uh precinct with our dollars you know and basically just saying hey our tax you know we are taxpayers we pay for this that and the third and we demand some damn justice here we do we demand justice right along here you know we should be standing with this brother uh instead of him boohooing on tv up here trying to say that he's one of them you're not one of them you're always you know when you're dealing with a race soldier disguised as a cop 
you are never one of them they don't care if you are a cop you know or a part of law enforcement so you look at that situation you look at the joe mcknight killing you know uh him being killed by ron uh ronald it's a situ- it's another situation where you know uh ronald glasser should have been punished right off rip you know we should have been on the uh the uh chief of police's ass you know we should have been putting pressure on him this man needs to be arrested uh right off rip he needs to be arrested right now what are you going to do and if not okay we got to get you the fuck up out of here we're gonna we're gonna punish you and the police union so how do we punish them uh by hurting them in the pocket you know uh getting getting the city council members in there um getting other officials elected officials that we elected uh to basically get rid of the chief of police or the sheriff whoever the fuck he was the head of the sheriff department whoever the fuck this guy was and whoever made that decision to let this man go and to under and to the prosecution for i feel like undercharging this man just doing manslaughter no this was this was a homicide you know this was a homie and uh so we could get the uh we could put pressure on the prosecution too like whoever voted them in or got them up in that uh got them up in a position uh district attorney or whatever vote them out get them the fuck up out of there get somebody else to try the case um same thing with the uh walter scott thing we uh basically could have uh had more of a word you know for the judge involved uh the uh prosecution involved like uh our brother uh claude Anders says claude anderson says you know if you can't buy a politician or a judge official or something like that you can't buy them you rent them or you lease them uh and we should have had a more diverse jury you know even though it's just one person holding it up this person is essentially just practicing white supremacy that's that's what that per- that's it i mean you see a video clear as damn day of a cop shooting a man in his back and planting the taser and you're like uh nah i don't think he's guilty i need to see more evidence so it it never was about the you know having cameras uh police cameras uh you there's instances where uh people were talking about that uh cops will place a piece of tape over their body cam they'll raise the hood of their car to uh to hide the dash cam footage if they're about to do some dirty shit to somebody um so in that situation you know it could have been a more diverse jury uh we could have had a judge that we elected you know we chose to keep on the bench uh you know in our favor so those are just some instances where just giving examples of how we reward and punish those you know you, you like i said america only respects two things it's money and violence that's it so you either uh, you know hit them in the soul or hit them in the pocket so that's that's what you really have to keep in mind and that's why it's so important to uh to practice group economics and a group politics you know creating our own <sighs> man this is tiring saying all this shit because i feel like i say it so much but you know create our own political party you know drop out of both parties and have our own political party and have people come to us and if they're not going to do anything for us get the fuck on you're not going to get these 45 million plus votes okay and then you you got to look at the coons too uh there has to be a system in place to punish these people to either publicly shame them or something like we have those coon train awards we need something bigger uh hopefully that grows but you know the reason that a coon is a coon from my belief is you know i think in their minds they feel that they're honorary white folks they really do or uh defective white folks you know they they've bought into the whole 
game of liberals and conservatives uh they bought into the bootstrap logic you know anything a white person says you know they will fight you uh, tooth and nail if you go against it you know whatever a white person says it, it's it's the law you know it, it's and you if you're black i could guarantee you with this podcast that i have now if i didn't speak about black empowerment and i was talking this what about black on black crime rhetoric and i was wagging my fingers at uh black people to pick themselves up by the bootstraps and saying all this crazy shit you know i would be getting so much ad revenue right now like it's just a given a black person can go out here and uh spew out white supremacist rhetoric day in and day out and get hundreds of thousands of dollars even millions of dollars you look at somebody like larry elder this man makes a killing writing these quote-unquote conservative books you know and it's just wagging his finger at black folks and you look at the fall of bill cosby you know bill cosby was everybody's pappy and all this other shit and started wagging his fingers at black folks in the mid 2000s uh you know black folks stopped fucking with him then they started coming for his money because he was isolated so you know and it still fucked bill cosby but there is a you can go on fox news you can uh be on uh different internet radio shows uh blog sites collecting ad revenue advertising dollars and long as you talk crazy about black folks and you're a black person you will be loved by the dominant society until it's time for you to get your wake-up call you know uh and whenever they get their wake-up call you know a lot of these coons like to come back and be like oh this is racism this is racist this is uh you know they're the the racism is real and all this other stuff and then once they get back on their feet after they even got that call then it's back to what about black on black crime it's been twelve thousand people that was killed in chicago just this past uh tuesday and you're like get the fuck out of here so that's why it's so important for us to have a system that rewards and punish those that try to harm us and those who help us i mean that's what it's all about like i said america respects two things money and violence so hit it in the soul or hit it in the pocket you know i'm not telling anybody to go out there and start acting crazy like that white boy who uh read that uh weird ass fake ass pizza gate story that was talking about uh i don't know if y'all read this but there was a story that was floating around saying that uh, Hillary Clinton and uh, one of her uh, campaign people, I think the Podesta guy, uh, was linked into some pizza restaurant that a uh, small pizza business that was uh, part of child trafficking. And this white boy went in there and he let off a round in the air to investigate himself. This man drove to this restaurant to see if it was actually true. So that's that's the dangers of reading these fake news stories just seeing stupid shit like that so when i say america respects money and violence i'm not telling you to go out there and start clapping folks left and right because um, your black ass is gonna get killed off rip you know if you ain't got a militia with you or anything like that um but you know we really have to start talking about what happens uh when we coddle white men too much you know, you look at what happened with the uh, Ronald Glasser thing when he killed Joe McKnight. Uh, you know, they let him go off rip. And then you got the, uh, you know, you there was a, a report on MSNBC, you know, or, uh, or CNBC.com. One of them that said the white men are the biggest terrorist threat to America. And uh, nobody is taking that seriously. 
and uh it's something i really feel that we should take seriously is it's always this uh i say so logic um this nonsense of you know the mainstream media telling you who your enemies are and uh you, you know they just pulling the wolves wool over your eyes off rip but i'm not going to rant too much about that but uh you know we do need to we do need to be safe out here because these white folks are getting crazier than cat shit the closer we get to january uh, so please, you know, exercise your Second Amendment right. Be legal with your firearms and, uh, you know, learn how to shoot and protect yourself. And also, uh, black folks really need to start taking some classes with hand to hand combat and things of that sort. You know, because you never know when you're going to come across one of these meth head stars and bars belt buckle, you know, smelling like Mountain Dew and assholes. Uh, you know, coming up up in the spot, acting crazy and threatening folks, and you know, just because he feels empowered that a white supremacist is back in office. So, I want y'all to really be safe out there. Don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. Thank you so much, Tyrone Biggums. All right, so moving on to selling hope like dope, hope like dope, sell hope like dope um we're gonna uh the government pretty much uh so right now finally fucking finally uh the government has stepped in to help the people of flint so they're gonna dole out about 170 million dollars to help with that water crisis um <clears throat> and it it how fucking long did it take so the senate passed the, it's called the uh, water resources uh, development act uh, you know they passed it 95 to 3 i'm trying to see who are the three senators that voted against it uh what the fuck so the bill will provide about 100 million dollars to help fix uh the drinking system uh also about 50 million dollars for health care which is great for the children who suffer lead poisoning and uh 20 million dollars to forgive flint's uh old drinking water loans because they had a shit ton of money and loans i don't know how the city has so much in loans uh, i know uh years back probably about what is it, about five six years ago dr claude anderson was uh telling uh black folks black folks of means who had a little bit of money that they need to head to michigan specifically detroit and the areas outside of detroit and start buying up some of them them lands before all these other folks get in there and uh you know they pretty much could make a uh, uh black uh you know uh metropolitan area pretty much uh for black business owners and things like that to help rebuild the city of uh detroit and the reason that detroit was failing has failed is because so many all those people there were there weren't enough businesses people were taking their money outside of detroit to uh spend not in their community but just outside so people were making money and just taking it outside of the community so that's pretty much is how they failed you know and he told the city of detroit that then he started up the uh the fishing business up there and uh his biggest consumers were asian folks you know he was waiting on black folks to keep you know because he was selling fish wholesale because black folks eat a lot of seafood and so he uh, dropped a whole bunch of money in that and you know only people that was buying from him was asian so he ended up selling it so there's something to just keep in mind but uh also uh that was just a little rant uh but anyway the bill also is going to provide uh, 70 million dollars to activate a one billion dollar fund for low interest loans to finance upgrades to the water infrastructure 
So uh, hopefully them little babies get some help out there because they couldn't do shit. And that's that fucking sucked. Those people were down there over there suffering. I said down there like they in the south, but over east, up north, uh, they were just suffering, just suffering. And, uh, you know, the government was just dragging their feet on this shit. And the governor, he should be in jail. You know, the mayor should be in jail and the governor should be in jail. Uh, brought up on crimes for them people suffering like that. Just just fucking disgusting. But. You know, the government was dragging their feet. Uh, hopefully, they you know, we don't have another disaster like this. Um, and hopefully, those people can sleep uh, easy at night. You know, shout out to everybody who's donated to help with uh, the people of Flint and who, who actually drove up there to, you know, give them uh, bottled waters and uh, clean water and distilled and purified water and shit like that. So, that's all I got. You know, the government always selling hope like dope, but... Uh, Hopefully they move swiftly since the Senate passed this uh, Water Resources Development Act. Oh. This portion of Do Rags and Boat Shoes has been brought to you by the letter L, as in, Hey, yo, my guy, my hands are full. Give me a hand here. Can you hold this L? All right, so holding the L this week has to be your man's uh, Charlemagne the God. Uh, there, he's looking funny in the light. Uh, been looking funny in the light since uh, since he started bleaching his skin. Uh, this past, what was it, last week, uh, your girl uh, Tommy Lahern, she was on, um, the fuck was she on? She was on uh, Trevor Noah's show, the, uh, the Daily Show. And, uh, you know, he threw her some softball questions and shit like that. I felt like he could have went harder at her. Uh, and then she was supposed to show up on The Breakfast Club. But with uh, Charlemagne, Angela Yee, and DJ Envy, but uh, you know he got a Charlemagne got a text message talking about she canceled uh, just due to her appearance on the Daily Show because she did look like a bumbling idiot. Um, so Charlemagne tells TMZ about what's going on, and then uh, the truth comes out. He wants to know if Tommy Lahern ever uh, dealt with a black dick before. And he basically wants to know if black penises matter. And the reason that he has to hold this L uh, later on, what was it, the next day, a couple days later, TMZ caught both of them hanging out together, uh, coming out of a restaurant or somewhere in New York. And uh, your man's was just skinning and grinning, boy. He was he was happy. And, uh, you know, Charlemagne made the mistake of saying that, uh, you know, it'll change the people's views of uh, Tommy if she's ever, you know, dealt with a, a black dick before. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to disagree with you there, Charlemagne, because uh, there are some chicks that will hop on the dick quicker than, a, you know, a 50-cent magnum from the liquor store on a late Saturday night that'll hop on a black dick that fast uh, and go back to uh, spewing, you know, some racist rhetoric, some bigotry and shit like that. So uh, I think black folks really have to get it through their head that, you know, other races can sleep with us all day and think of us like we ain't shit. You know, uh, people love to uh, come around us slumming and doing different bullshit like that. And they'll go back to, you know, being with their group and practicing, you know, group ep economics or racism, white supremacy. So, you know, Charlamagne, you really got to hold this L. You know, you, you just look like a damn buffoon up here skinning and grinning and you know, trying to, you know, justify hanging out with a, with a known bigot. You win. Perfect. 
All right, so moving on to not all heroes wear capes. Uh, first things first, we got to put your mans on there who uh, swung on the kangaroo and connected with the uh, quick uh, right hook. Uh, if you haven't seen the video, there was a guy, I think this was down in Australia. I'm just assuming because it was a kangaroo and the kangaroo had his dog in a damn headlock. So the guy basically uh comes out and you know he like shoes the kangaroo away and the kangaroo squares up with him and the guy squares up with the kangaroo and he hit it with a quick you know right hook you know just you know <laughs> and the dog skirts off and then he, he runs off so shout out to that guy because i think if an animal you know had my little uh fat boot chain my little uh fat puggle you know i'd have to you know hit a stone cold stunner or two on an animal you know so shout out to that guy but uh, a couple days ago uh three days ago we had uh december 4th uh, it was our uh our uh the only hova you know that i actually acknowledge no i'm just playing but uh uh jay-z's birthday was uh three days ago back on the fourth and uh it's just a celebration of him uh, for not all heroes wear capes uh, along with the kangaroo puncher uh, jay-z continues to show us you know what's after rap uh how you can keep moving in you know the music industry and keep owning and controlling your own destiny you know title got off to a rocky start uh, it's, it's a little shaky now, but you know, the title exclusives are really helping everything out with the concerts and uh, music, you know, exclusive music and things of that sort. And the guy, you know, he, you know, he failed as the uh, president of Def Jam, but he learned a lot. You know, that was like his college apprenticeship and, uh, you know, went on and sold Rockaware to, I think, some Swedes or something like that and ended up getting a few hundred million dollars off that rock nation deal for that uh what was it blueprint three album you know i think he got uh uh like uh what nine figures off of that something crazy like that and uh yeah so uh you know he keeps showing us how to move and how to basically just uh keep pushing the culture forward you know he still gives us hot bars still gives us hot verses uh, you know, with Drug Dealers Anonymous, with Pusha T, uh, I got the keys with Future, you know, he, he uh, you know, linked up with a new school artist, you know, to kind of bridge that gap, and, uh, you know, everybody and mama say they got a bag coming, but it's actually just a paycheck, you know, from a job that they work at, and actually the key to having a bag coming is actually to create something where you'll have a check that just keeps on coming in, you create something so great, like writing a book, or making a movie or uh something like that where you're making money on your own but you don't have like you worked hard at it but you're getting like residual you're getting royalties you know you, you every every month you get like a check just coming in you know for uh, a nice sum of money that's how to keep a bag coming you know so young folks gotta figure that out so you know saving your money investing where that money flips and comes back to you and creating something great something grand and uh you know where basically you're getting a check every month on top of your nine to five and then having your savings account so nice that if you do lose your nine to five you know you'll have at least three to six months 
worth of money, you know, that'll cover all your bills and your rent and things like that and food expenses. Um, you know, Hove gave us some great albums. Uh, to me, uh, his first was his best one, Reasonable Doubt. You know, the older I get, the more that I love it. Uh, just talking that talk and, you know, just the wordplay was amazing on there, you know, and uh, it just it just really took hip hop to another place even though it was a slow burn i feel like people you know uh who were trying to compete with jay went back and listened to that album and was like oh okay you know volume two was one of his biggest albums you know because of the hard knock life song but uh man reasonable doubt did it for me and then probably after reasonable doubt would probably be uh, American Gangster, I love American Gangster, uh, that's a great album, I mean, Puffy did his thing, you know, executive producing that, and Pharrell did his thing, uh, man, it was just a fire album, great rhyme schemes, because it was like an updated version of Reasonable Doubt, you know, I love it when Hov talked that, that, that gangster drug dealer shit, because it's something that I can relate to just growing up around street guys and being around them, being a latchkey kid, so just shout out to Hov. And, uh, you know, he basically, he made it cool, you know, to grow older in your craft, you know, because hip hop for the longest was just a young man's game. It was. But now you look at some of the guys who are on top now. You look at J. Cole, I think he's about to be 32. Look at Drake, he's 30. I think Wale's like 33 and stuff like that. You look at Kanye, Kanye's almost 40. He's like 37, 38. And, you know, but beforehand, you know, you used to have people shitting on people in their 30s in hip hop. You know, even go back like a decade or so when a game was always throwing shots at Hove. You know, he was like, uh, you 38 and you still rapping? Ew. But then Hove came back was like, uh, I used to think rapping at 38 was ill. Till last year alone, I grossed 38 mil. So, you know, it, we made it cooler to grow. Well, Hove made it cooler to grow you know in your in in hip-hop in rap music because so much is just such a young man's game but you know black don't crack so you know keep doing your thing you look at somebody like rick ross yeah i think rick ross is in his mid-30s too mid to late 30s so you know it is what it is you know and i remember hove was when he first came out with reasonable doubt he was like what 26 and uh people were talking about he was like an aging rookie and shit like that but you know he wrapped circles around your favorite MCs even to this day you know uh, I always joke about people who talk about Drake as the Jay-Z of the new generation I'm like no Hov's still here rapping so Jay-Z is my Jay-Z and Drake is Drake so you know so shout out to Hov and then also I know this segment is running a little long for uh, not all heroes wear capes but uh, I want to shout out Adidas uh, man uh, back on my birthday uh, last month, a few weeks back, uh, my in-laws got me a uh, gift card to uh, Shields, and my mom gave me some money for my birthday, even though I like gifts. Uh, she, she dropped me a nice piece of change, and uh, so with the gift card and with the money my mom Deuce got me, uh, I just went out on the limb. I was like, let me see what the hype is about with these Adidas Ultra Boosts. So they did have the uh, the 1.0s, the very first ones, the uh, first Ultra Boost, because I know now the uh, 3.0s just dropped on Tuesday of this week. But uh, I got the, uh, the the first gen, whatever you want to call them, first generations, 1.0s, whatever. And uh, my God, 
like this technology is amazing it feels like like you're walking on like uh like a memory foam pillow but it bounces back with every step that you take it's i forgot what it's made out of but it's different than you know the typical uh, absorption that other shoe companies wear use like nike uses the air max bubble with the plastic that uh wraps around the air bubble a lot of the times like in colder temperatures it just stays stiff and hard so you're not getting the full uh support you know of that air cushioning but with the uh ultra boost technology uh it doesn't freeze up in cold temperatures like i just wore my hair to the store just now and it's cold as shit and fuck the winter but you know the technology still worked and uh i was in a car accident uh back uh, uh three years ago and uh messed up my knee uh bad fluid all in it you know i got i got arthritis because of that uh so in the winter is hell on my knees you know waking up i gotta do my stretches and shit like that but these shoes they help so much now the price tag is a little steep 180 bucks but it's worth it so fellas ladies i mean the shoes, they look very sporty. You know, uh, Kanye kind of made him famous because he wore the all-white or white pair at a concert uh, besides his own Ultra Boot. I mean, his Adidas Yeezy Boost. Uh, but any shoe with that Boost technology, just try it on and fill it out. But I would recommend definitely getting the, the Ultra Boost because they have that prime knit for the upper. And the prime knit is just like the fly knit for Nike. You know, and it's just that it's knitted fabric that's like putting on a sock or whatever um you know your feet gonna get cold as hell you know wearing them in the winter i was freezing but just uh the comfortability of them it's like putting on a sock with memory foam like bouncy memory foam under the bottom and it just gives you an extra pep in your step so i would say it's definitely worth the price tag of 180 bucks um i know the yeezy boost they have full boost on the bottom um andrew wiggins shoes uh, I think they have them in the uh, mid and the heel. I'm not sure about the toe of the shoe. Um, but man, if you can get a pair of Ultra Boost, uh, fucking do it. Like, really do it. It, it. it just, it feels amazing on your feet. You know, I didn't think anything would top, like, in the Air Maxes and things like that. The Air Maxes feel amazing, you know, through warm weather, you know, because that plastic that's you know holding the, the air bubbles uh you know the coating on the outside you know this holding the air bubbles it, it doesn't get hard but in the winter you know you just like putting on the you know a regular pair of hard ass cheap shoes or something but this ultra boost technology it's amazing i see what the hype is about um you know most folks did it you know because like i said kanye rocked a white on white pair at a concert but uh man just actual performance wise amazing like i need to get another pair because i actually been sneaking and wearing these to work i'm supposed to wear steel toes to work but i've been rocking these and i fucking love them all right so moving on to health over the wealth oh man messing up health over wealth you know what i say without your health you can't enjoy your wealth and this uh quote it comes from uh, dr claude anderson straight out of the book of powernomics um off of page 32 and uh, it basically says what we perceive we believe and what we believe eventually controls how we behave so we really need to get up out that matrix uh, we can't keep doing the same thing over and over 
and uh, you know having the mainstream media and some of these outlets and some of these people in the dominant society to tell us how we need to behave and react to injustices. We need to really work together, come together, black folks, uh, to create a system that rewards and punish those who help and harm us. That's what we need, a system to reward and punish those who help us or harm us. That's what we need to do. We really need to get in place. I mean, look at the Jewish community. Uh, Somebody comes out talking crazy or some sort of injustice, you know, against, uh, you know, uh, Jewish folks. Uh, You know, they get labeled an anti-Semite and, you know, they're publicly shamed. You know, that's one way of punishing someone. And they basically come at the advertisers you know for this uh say it's like somebody on fox news talking greasy about jews uh they'll come for the advertisers on that show they will look at every single commercial and you know what the uh i forgot what the name of the jewish group is but they will send a certified letter to them saying if you keep supporting this show uh we will tell the millions of our people to stop buying your product so that's just one way that you can punish you know someone and uh, rewarding someone is basically with money, you know. So uh, that's all I really got to say. Um, show's about 45 minutes. Uh, you know, listen to the first 15 minutes, you know, on your way to work. And listen to the other 30 on your half hour break. And you know what? Next week I will break down ways to uh, create a system to reward and punish those, you know, who want to harm us. We have to stop doing the same thing, you know, uh, throwing a hissy fit. Uh, going on shows being emotional and uh, being diverted from actual solutions which is you know economic empowerment and uh, getting some black culture in here and supporting each other so much love and respect to everybody I love y'all and uh, keep listening remember to review it on uh, and uh, rate it on iTunes and uh, you know keep sharing it listen to it on Stitcher SoundCloud and iTunes go back listen to some older episodes get you some laughs in and uh you know just jot down some of these jewels i'll be dropping because i'll be doing a lot of research for y'all so uh you know i just want to empower y'all and make y'all feel better about yourself and get out there and you know uh face the world head on and know what you need to do to get the job done and uh think about future generations you know that's basically the whole point of this podcast to empower you so you can empower future generations and so we can get up out this hole all right one I mean, you know how it is. If you really been out here, that's how you really gotta move. Shit, wicked boy. Hold up. Hold up. Wicked, 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 wicked. Hold up. Wicked, 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 wicked. These streets, wicked, 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 wicked. You hoes, wicked, 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 wicked. I won't show no mercy, niggas ask for. I can't show no mercy, niggas ask for. Hold up. Wicked, 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 wicked. These streets wicked, 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 wicked. Swear if I ain't hit it, then my dog killed him. <laughs> Bitches think they slick using that dog filter. Shorty know no matter what, my piece is hidden. She pillow talking, telling me your piece is dead. Fuck that friendly nonsense, keep it monetary. Rockin' Fendi Monster, I'm so fly, scary. 
Twin cannons with him that Mariah Carey My nigga make a movie, that's that Tyler Perry That's the Spike Lee, F. Gary Gray Chop a beach of face, call it Mary Kay Two birds of white girl, Ashley, Mary Kay Drop them chickens in the flower, let them birds marinate all my day ones rocking day dates. My son wear rolly to his play dates. Said he out the picture, shorty photo cropping. I be more concerned about when that photo dropping. I'm cool on all these mixy niggas, photo hopping. They post it, but don't buy it, niggas, photoshopping. Everything you niggas wanna get, I done had that. Know I'm son of niggas, so I started wearing dad hats. Hold up, wiggle, 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 wiggle. Hold up, wiggle, 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 wiggle. These streets wicked, 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 wicked. You hoes wicked, 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 wicked. I won't show no mercy, niggas ask for it. I can't show no mercy, niggas ask for it. Hold up, wicked, 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 wicked. These streets wicked, wicked, wicked. Yeah, I just went to get it. They said I was selfish. Your best songs are somebody else's. Stay away from them, allergic to shellfish It's all good long as you know where the wealth is Used to play the lobby with the best raw And leave the after party with the best haul Now I'm getting ready for my next tour Kyrie party right next door Go on, let the pump do that All the war, you just got the sun sue that Got the Cuban sitting on the fuck Trump crew neck I was in the hood, you ain't never come through that a reward if they find where we dumped you at Let a clip off wherever your punk crew at Bars that work go, yeah you know son move that The whole tri-state is my state, yeah true that Okay see I'm just reminding y'all These streets will throw your timing off Feels like a needle in your spinal cord And the stamp on the diesel say final four Wicked